0: What is going on, you guys? My name is Justin, but you can call me Jay swag Welcome back to another episode of Sports Talk with Swag. Appreciate you stopping by, giving a listen here. Uh, We got another installment of the hunt for the best sports city of all time. This is uh, part 10, the second second round matchup. Uh, Last week, we had Houston versus Minneapolis. And tonight, we have (coughs) Washington, D.C. versus Detroit the nation's capital versus the automotive capital. Um, and I got, I got the, uh, the Washington representatives back from last time. Um, Shadi and Mike, welcome, welcome back to the show.
1: Gee, thanks, Justin. Happy to be here, bud. <laughs> yeah, thanks for letting me back on after I said
0: all that terrible stuff last time. Well, especially after you just ditched halfway through, too.
1: That that is. Yeah. I, I won't ditch. I won't ditch this time. I'm uh, I'm in it for the long haul this time.
0: All right, we're gonna go yeah, like we're gonna go like three it's... at least three hours then.
1: No, perfect. It's just all over the playlist. I'm, I'm time, ready Gary. to go all 24. Make <laughs> it a 24 hour podcast. <laughs> yeah,
0: that could be a first ever actually. Let's do it. Let I know. haven't looked into it, and I don't really want to. Um... Well, you know,
1: sure. show you. At least this time, let's try to keep the racial slurs to a, <laughs> a minimum. <laughs> My <Like>, good lord, guys. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you haven't listened to that episode all the way through, you should, because it got, it
0: got bad. Bleat Machine got some good use in that one.
2: <laughs> like, That was some colorful language. Thank you, thank you.
0: Um, mm-hmm. Well, it helps that technically when you're talking about one of your own teams, you're using a racial slur, you know? Go our word
3: <laughs> oh.
0: We'll get to that in a second, <laughs> though, wow. folks. Man. Uh, But yeah, so
1: can serve it up, but I can't take it. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Mike. I, I mean, I, I am the
0: biggest r fan there is, but... <laughs> Gosh, that'll just never not sound weird. Um, <laughs> anyways, so yeah, so this is the hunt for the best sports seat of all time. <clears throat> for those of you who aren't aware, basically how this works is we take two cities, compare them sport by sport, uh, and then at the end kind of tally up all the, uh, all the uh, I don't know, points that we're not taking. Um, It's kind of like whose line line is it anyway, where the points don't matter and there are no rules. Um, But yeah, so we just go sport by sport. And then at the end, we kind of decide which city we think is better, sports-wise, not just as a city as a whole. Um, And then that city will be moving on to face uh, Minneapolis in the third round, in the final four, if you will. So, um, as you could guess, Mike and Shaddy will be representing Washington, D.C., and I have the oh. joyous uh, job of representing the lovely city of Detroit, which I am very proud to be <laughs> repping tonight. So,
2: yeah. with pride.
0: Again, no, it, yeah. no yeah. Wow. shade towards Detroit itself. I have never been. But, you know, their sports teams have certain reputations, and I just, I'm not a Detroit fan, so I'll just leave it at that, I guess. Um,
1: well, you know, Justin, the best thing about Detroit what's that? is that it's not Philadelphia. Mm. That's the only
0: good thing about it. That is fair. That was, I, I've really been put through the ringer uh, in going up against right. DC in this series. Um it's it's been a tough go, especially as a as a New York sports fan to have to rep Philly and try to fight for them was one of the tougher things I've had to do. Um I'm
2: been, I'm impressed with your integrity on that one, Jeff.
0: Well, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Um let's see if I can keep it going with Detroit here. Um so As is tradition, you guys are the guests, so I'll let you guys decide which sport you want to start off with, and then you can just go ahead and hop right in, whoever wants to go.
3: Oh, man. Well, with all this drama that's been going on in the NFL lately, I've just
1: got football on the mind. I feel like that's always a good place to start. Let's do it. No complaints with football first.
3: All right. Well. I mean, first off, I'm just gonna state the obvious
2: that the Lions don't have a Super Bowl championship. Yep. And they're also one of the oldest teams in the league. <laughs> yep. So Valid
0: points to start off.
1: Yep. I mean that's that's the easy that's an easy place to start. Yep. Yeah, but like any objective measure, that's uh you know you're hoping the more the more seasons you play eventually one one time. You're going you're gonna to strike gold, but so it's bad when you've been around as long as Detroit has, and it's just like, I mean, you might have a few good seasons, but, I mean, with nothing to show for it, like, if, you, if you've removed Detroit completely off of the NFL map, right. like, what, what are you really missing? What, right. what, what have you really taken away?
0: Well, I think, really, when you also just take away the uh, Barry Sanders years, you really are left with a, a box of scraps.
1: I think Pretty the only much. thing I think the only record I can like right off the top of my head, Detroit has the only winless season.
0: That's right, zero oh, sixteen.
1: Oh, oh yeah, 16, friend. Yeah, that's the if you remove Detroit completely from the NFL map, that's the only record I think that you'd have to take <laughs> away is that another team would have to try to get that.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah. Um,
2: well, the thing the thing about them not having a championship and everything. Um and with all this stuff that's going on with Andrew Luck and um you know like Gronkowski retiring pretty early last year, mm-hmm. the Lions have a history of just wasting their stars mm-hmm. and right. getting them hurt and like Barry Sanders was one of the first guys to retire kind of at his supposed peak. Yeah, that's true. Before it became more of a trend. Yeah, he was like 29 or 30. I mean, Calvin Johnson.
0: Calvin Johnson was 30 as well, yeah.
2: Huge. And he was still like arguably the number one receiver at that time. Yep. And it's just like whatever they're
1: doing over there is just, I mean, coincidence.
0: Although one could make the argument though that those players are, or those, specifically those two guys, were kind of ahead of their time in retiring early because they're retiring right. before the damage is truly done to their bodies. Um, just to kind of play devil's advocate there of, you know, I think, I, I can't speak for Barry Sanders because I wasn't around when he was playing, but I know for... Calvin Johnson, he specifically retired, I think, mostly because of the injuries and just the pain that he was in all the time. Um, Right. So, you know, I I think that...
2: That's that's a story for pretty much anybody who's retiring early and just, you know, getting ahead of it, which, you, you know, I commend. I really do. Like, I feel like the Colts fans have really just shown how kind of shitty they are about their response to Andrew Luck.
0: Yeah, they're lucky yeah, we're not. We don't have Indianapolis in this uh, bracket, or else that would be a a big black mark on them. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. That, that's bad. That's really bad. But like, see, I'm I'm glad to see that these players are like have more agency and are like, mm. you know, taking control of their lives. But I feel like there are certain teams that just, I mean, like the Colts, not. Uh, Doing a terrible job of drafting like O lineman for a really long time. Yeah, and Andrew Luck being one of the most sacked or tackled quarterbacks yeah. for years. Yeah, like that's a yeah. huge problem. That's on that's on the uh, organization, and I feel like the Lions kind of have a similar issue, mm. whereas they don't really protect their stars. Mm. I mean, that is coming from me, a Redskins fan who just watched. <laughs> like, the entire offense get destroyed last year. But,
0: yeah. Well, and your team has gone through its uh, fair share of uh, players, specifically quarterbacks, going down with some pretty heartbreaking injuries.
2: Yeah. 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 I mean, aside from well, the obvious, like, Theisman and, yep. right, and uh, Smith having those terrible injuries, but, like, aside from RG3, we we don't have a history of, like, drafting a franchise quarterback and then ruining him. Sure. Like, we have more... Our, our, uh... Our number is more of, like, let's get an established veteran. Yeah. um Like, let him just...
0: And then let him bite the bull.
2: ...have, have his golden years with us, like, and that never works out. But, <laughs> right. We're not really in the business of, of uh ruining careers
0: i guess true 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 in the way that
1: i feel like the lions have been (laughs) right yeah and (laughs) And i I think go ahead chatty i was gonna say i feel like we covered a good bit about how this like the skins really have one of the most um one of the most established presence in the nfl Mm. um not only in like history but also winning three super bowl championships yeah. Um, a lot of iconic players played with the Redskins, so I just, I feel like, you know, you have some iconic players who have played with Detroit, but it's kind of like the Allen Iverson thing where Iverson played forever for the Sixers but never won anything, so sure. like, Barry Sanders is one of the best to ever do it, but at the same time, like, walking away with nothing is kind of, like, a shame, like, a, like a really a waste of talent that the organization couldn't put around, couldn't put the players around him to succeed. Yeah. See. So, I mean, it just seems like when the Reds, when the Skins have the talent,
0: they they really made the most of it. Yeah, it know? just seems like their main issue is just getting that talent.
1: Yeah, it's just been it's it's been getting the talent and keeping and well, some of it is keeping that talent healthy. You know, that's been uh, a semi struggle. And um, but for, for the most part, it's a it's a you know storied organization mm-hmm.
2: with
1: you know such a great past and you know. Obviously having some trouble now keeping you know building up our, our new program, but it's uh between them and Detroit, it just feels like uh, apples and oranges
0: yeah that's that's very true, and I think especially when you kind of look at the here and now, I think Washington definitely looks to have a brighter future ahead as well. Um, right I mean, Detroit just continually throws money at Stafford uh, in yeah. monumental yeah. ways for you know. Lots of yards and lots of turnovers, and yeah. not any. Uh, has he brought them to the playoffs?
3: Oh, that's a great question. They, ooh, I feel like they've been in the ver- you know the very
2: beginning of the playoffs and just haven't really put together much of a. Yeah. No,
1: I don't one. think they've ever. I don't think they've ever been to the playoffs. Is that even possible?
0: With Stafford, at least.
1: The Stafford, yeah, that's wild. I mean, the Reds. If, if at have at least been. he's never won a playoff
0: game. Yeah. Okay. Pretty wild stuff. But you know, so that being said, I, I think, and then also looking to the future, um, I think Washington definitely has a brighter outlook. Um, and I, you know, it's still we're in the preseason, so it's hard to say how Dwayne Haskins will turn out. Um, even just in his first year, you know, it's hard to hard to judge a rookie quarterback, but. Definitely, I would say I would be more excited about the potential for him than what is left in the tank right. for Stafford.
1: Right, and if the if the skins play their cards right, I mean it's it's infinitely better. Like the most valuable asset in the NFL is a rookie quarterback on a rookie, uh, a rookie quarterback on a rookie contract. Sure. So it, who's who's overperforming? as opposed to kind of where the NFL is now, where any quarterback with some semblance of an okay season who can stay above 500, you know, Kirk Cousins, they're going <laughs> to throw tons of money at. Um, and a lot of times it's these guys operating in a good scheme mm. and then move, and then they're just like, all right, well, this is the guy. We're going to pay him a ton of money. When it's probably better to look for somebody where you can rebuild around. So that's why I'm, I'm really excited about, Dwayne Askins, because he seems like he has that potential, and you can put him on a rookie contract, instead of just let's bring in some guy who's, who we think is awesome and we're going to pay him way sure. too much money.
3: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah,
1: that's we've, we've had
2: problems with that. I mean, that's been the approach, I mean, all the way back to like, as far as I can remember, like mm-hmm. Mark Brunel, you know, <laughs> like big he did well for like Jacksonville and then they brought him over and like, right. I mean, Donovan McNabb. Yeah.
0: And, <laughs> Who? I forgot about that.
2: <laughs> you know, Alex Smith. I like, just another, just another established guy who's not,
1: not, not a great, not a superstar, but enough, you know? Well, yeah. you know, I, I, I'll actually, I'll defend the, that pick up just because, I, you know, you knew their plan was you're going to bring in this guy who he's going to be your quarterback, but he's also going to be kind of a coach to the up-and-coming guy, so you're hopefully setting yourself up for success, so I, you know, I, I don't hate that, and you're going to, you're going to, he was better than Kirk Cousins, and you're going to pay him less than Kirk Cousins, so it seems like, it's it true. seems like the right move.
3: Yeah, I mean, they still paid them
2: a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, i it's, it's not on not to be arguing. It's a right now, but um, I'm just glad that they've broken that you know cycle that mm. they've they've been doing, and um, I'm glad that they're starting Case Keenum to begin the season.
3: Yeah, that's a smart. You know, move. I
2: want, I want, yeah. yeah, I want Haskins to be slowly introduced because. Right. It's like more often than not, if you thrust a rookie quarterback into a starting position right away, it's, it never works out.
3: Mm.
1: Yeah, I mean, look at Josh Rosen. It's it, not that. It's, yeah, it's it, not that he's the only reason why, but I, I'm honestly like, I'm so curious to see how well he does. Like the length of his NFL career, how well he does, um, because I really think the Cardinals messed him up big time, throwing him in there. And mentally, it's, sometimes it's hard to come back from that. So I'm just genuinely curious.
2: Yeah, I, I mean another um, example of having literally no offensive line
3: and just like ruining a guy <laughs> mm-hmm. right away. Ooh. But you know, yeah,
0: yeah, that's all very true. Yeah. Um, and I think I would I would be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that the Lions um, just to try to give them some semblance of a, I don't know, a chance here. Um, They have, they do have four uh, pre-merger championships to their name, which isn't nothing. Sure. So, you know, that is, you know, a a good, you know, plus on their, on their side uh, of things. But again, you know, those were all before 1970, um, which the Redskins have two of those as well. Um, so, they still have more championships total than the Lions. Um, and <coughs> right. I think, you know, I, I like to try, ve- I, I do try very hard to keep the recency bias out of decision making and, and having that be an influence in this series. But it's also, you have to look at the history of teams as well and see, you know, like I was kind of saying, after the merger, if you take out the Barry Sanders era, you really don't have a whole lot of winning going on for this franchise. Um, and like we said, you know, right. Had, have not found much success under Matthew Stafford, but have decided to really ride him out. Um, including through a, the one and only winless season in in NFL history. So,
2: right.
0: It's hard to not weigh that against them.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
3: I mean, I mean, yeah.
2: Just underwise, it's, in any way you slice it, I feel like the Redskins come out on top Yeah. In that, in that way. I mean, obviously the Skins haven't had a good, I don't know, past 20 years either, but they always seem like they're, like, coming up on something, or, like, they're pushing the boundaries of, like, getting into a good area. Are they, you know, they're, they're, they're drafting well down, making moves, and there's something to get excited about every season Whereas I feel like the Lions have been so stagnant since they've got Matt Stafford. and Yeah. Right. Like, like you said, like, let's just keep throwing money at Matt Stafford and, and hope it works yeah. eventually.
1: And you know what's sad, too, is that I think by a long shot, Matt is the best quarterback the Detroit Lions have ever had. I mean, I can't think of anybody else, but I'm pretty sure he holds the records like most wins.
0: I think he's definitely the like COS. the longest tenured of any of their quarterbacks. But yeah, I mean, like he, and, I don't, I can't think of any other Lions quarterbacks. Right, right. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm positive he has to have the record for most wins, most touchdowns, like all that stuff, because he's just been there so long. Sure. So, you have that, and he's the only one to have – and he hasn't won a postseason game. Like, that for me just is, like, that's tough if you're a Detroit Lions fan, is that the best quarterback you've had has not won a postseason game.
3: Sure. That's
1: uh, that's tough.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and he's
2: a great quarterback, and that yeah. it just – it's like, you know, how could they have nothing for so long out, out of all of that? I mean – right. The skins haven't had much either, but we've gone through so many quarterbacks that it's there been there's been a lot of rebuilding, so it kind of it it doesn't surprise you as much, I guess. Yeah,
0: yeah. well the NFC East is just cursed as well. I mean, no yeah. no team has won the NFC East two years in a row since 03, so <laughs> Oh my gosh. Something's going yeah, on in that division. Who
1: was it in 03? Was that
0: a... It was the Cowboys. Cowboys,
1: yeah,
0: Um, but yeah, since then it's literally just been hot potatoed around. Right. Um, but yeah, and I I think I do want to, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but I do want to just briefly kind of, I don't remember if we talked about this at all last time, but I did want to just hit on the whole Redskins name Controversy kind of thing because I think that is definitely a part of their history and a part of that franchise. Um, Rutrow and <laughs> I am just uh, like we definitely
2: talked about it last time. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um.
2: What happened? You talked more. I, yeah, I couldn't yeah. remember, but that's what I we're just here to do, Justin. Huh? So that's what we're here to do. Have a little chin
0: wag. Yeah. Yeah. Chin I, I I do think it's interesting too how I feel like it was a couple of years ago that there was all these meetings and votes and all this stuff going on about the Redskins team name and copyright and all that kind of stuff. And then it kind of all just disappeared and I have, I haven't heard anything since and they're still the Redskins and they still have all the same branding and logos and whatnot. Um, do you, do you remember when that was happening?
2: I, I feel like it was right around when RG3 got drafted. Yeah. because. Like all of a sudden, our team had a lot of hype around it. You know, it's mm. getting a lot more press coverage, and like they, it's just like in the zeitgeist at the moment, and like people are just like, why are why are we still calling that team the Redskins?
3: Sure, you know, yeah.
2: But like it, it yeah. uh, because we've had, we've been so mediocre for like twenty years. Like it's just, I feel like it only when. Certain things. only when still doing well, or only when something like RG three comes along, people start
1: like getting more talkative about it. Mm. You know? Which is super hypocritical. I mean, like that—that's pretty bad. If you <laughs> only care about it, what you portray as racism because a team is popular, or you just notice it, like everyone knows what they're called. Sure. That because it's like, oh yeah, I heard their name a bunch. Yeah, that's bad. Let's uh, let's jump on this. And I think uh, we're not that it's super unique to our age, but um, or our era. Is, but you know, once once the skins fade back into mediocrity, like it went away.
3: Yeah, and that's yeah. what I'm
1: saying. Like if if the rich
2: were winning Super Bowls and they were the face of the NFL, like then this controversy wouldn't have gone away like it did. And I feel like I mean they may even. Might have taken steps to change the name by now if they were a good team, and like it sucks right. That's right. the way it is, but like that's right. what the NFL is gonna respond to because with with the Redskins being kind of meh, like they don't have to cover them as much. Like you don't. Yeah. S- I I struggle to find highlights and stuff of Redskins games on any like media platform for like ESPN or Sports Center or yeah like. Right, the NFL Instagram page or whatever like they just don't post about correct. the Redskins as much and like I don't know like I thought I was kind of like maybe I was just being crazy about it because I'm a Redskins fan and like I want to see highlights even though you know they're going like 5 and you know 7 and 9 or something sure. but, like I, even, when when they don't have to show highlights because the Redskins are like losing then they can just kind of, like, hide it by, like, not...
0: Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Like, not posting, not, you know, making videos. But, like, yeah, if they're, if they're like, in the hunt for a Super Bowl, then there's just no way they can't cover them. Yeah. You know? Right. Which means there's no it, way they can't back. talk yeah. about the name. Yeah.
1: It'll come back.
0: So, really, we just need the Redskins to do well
2: exactly so. so bring back joe gibbs <laughs> oh god let that man rest <laughs>
0: uh
1: they tried that yeah i know yeah you know the only time i really see skin highlights are when um it's other teams highlights and they're always playing against the so, again I, I don't know if yeah Yeah. every fan feels this way <laughs> but honestly honestly every highlight seems to be, like, that team's best performance against the Redskins. I don't know what it is. Really,
2: it's like, who who was the last team to burn the Skins? Yeah, let's let's feature
1: that highlight.
0: Hey, that was, like, one of the...
2: That's me being kind of, like, crazy about it, too. Like, oh, is this their plan? Like, to just, like, run the Redskins through the mud until, like, they just change their name. (laughs) Or like, what's going on?
0: Nah, that sounds nothing like the NFL. It's... It's vintage (laughs) NFL to have votes and meetings when it's all in the press. And then as soon as people stop caring, they just stop putting any effort in and let it keep happening. Um, Which is, yeah. yeah. It's just very upsetting of how the NFL handles any controversy, really. uh, Because they just make a bunch of PR moves to look good. And then once it's out of the press, they just stop and let it go back to happening again. Um, Right. Except for when it comes to weed. Yeah, Yeah, God.
1: Biggest crime against humanity.
0: Right, right, right.
2: Yeah, Josh Green stated again, it's like, oh my God, how many times are we going to go through this? I know. Yeah. y'all just figure it out.
1: (laughs) I also want to say that um, there was some coalition that had the, how the name was racist, the, the, the Redskins name was racist, it featured in like a Super Bowl ad pretty recently. I can't remember if it was like, mm. I want to say 2017.
0: That sounds familiar. You know? Yeah.
1: Isn't it crazy how little impact, like, I, I you it's know, sad. know terrible saying it, but how, how like, little impact it had. Yeah. Well, I because think... you're watching, oh, sorry, go ahead, Justin.
0: Well, I, I think part of it is just because like, because it's a team name and they've been around since 1937 yeah it's just we're it, totally desensitized to it
1: yeah i mean if you pitched it today that team is not getting created
0: right which i feel like is you know, all the all that you right. need
1: yeah. yeah yeah i
2: mean the people who like to argue against the name change love to go back to like oh you know they asked a. Uh, The local, or what could be considered the local tribe, uh, what they thought of the name, and they approved it. So, like, it's like we shouldn't be making this big deal about it. But, like, dude, that was in 1937. But also, yeah, they they used a lot of words back then that were just acceptable that are not now. You know, well, it's the rule of thumb. Literally, is idiots. That (laughs) was the word for it. Like, we don't do that anymore. You know.
0: Well, it, yeah, and it's it also just the same. Teams. It's like, I don't think that, uh, I think maybe, I mean, I, I don't know this, but it's also a possibility that when they were asking those people uh, and got their, quote-unquote, um, permission to use it, it's the same of how those same people, quote-unquote, gave Christopher Columbus permission and the Americans' right. permission to just take this land from them, you know what I mean?
2: Right. I mean, I yeah. don't think the fact that they gave permission Or not was going to stop them from naming it what they wanted. Right. Like this. That's not the world that we live in. Like, and yeah, they probably just said yes because, like, what what does it matter? They're going to do what they want to do. Like,
1: fine. Yeah. I don't care. Name it. Whatever you want. Well, they also got something recently too, as like they've got it. They got like. I, remember, I just remember this so vividly. It's like Dan Snyder sitting next to uh, a Native American chief and some announcement, basically like how the chief is like, no, that's not racist. Um,
3: cool. And, yeah,
1: and I just I remember watching that and being
3: like, ah, that feels weird. <laughs> yeah. You know, where's the red dot on this guy, you know, from the sniper across the street? It, it really, it
1: felt so off. Awesome. And, you know, I, I it's a really it's a really bad situation,
3: yeah, because
1: today no one says that name and and it is being racist, like no one is saying that name now as a derogatory or racist term, sure, but in the past it's always been used that way, so the difference now is can you separate the intention of harm in the past from the fact that that name really doesn't do quote unquote real harm today, but at one point it did mm. so. Are you able to do that? Are we able to do that? And if you are, the name is fine. But if you aren't,
3: then you can do it. so I you know, it's a really tricky
0: situation. Yeah, I agree. Um I think we should I think we should leave it at that. Um I think we definitely covered all that we could with uh with those football teams. So let's Let's uh, s- smoothly transition here over to... Let's do some baseball.
1: Uh, just a question for you. Are we are we going to decide after each sport whether or not we're taking the skins over Detroit?
0: Or we we kind of just kinda... do it on our own heads. Okay. And <laughs> then we'll kind of tally it up at the end. Um, I like it. Yeah. So... Let's see. All right, so for Detroit we have the Tigers. Uh, again, one of the oldest uh, franchises in that league. Um, they have four World Series titles to their name, um, 16 playoff appearances in total. Um, they are above 500, if for their uh, combined overall regular season record, uh, just below 500 in the playoffs. Um, and then they got a bunch of award winners, 12 MVPs, a couple of Cy Youngs, a couple of Rookie of the Years, that all that good stuff. Um <clears throat> they've had some uh, big names like Ty Cobb, who's one of the considered one of the best hitters of all time, um on their team and, you know, Miguel Cabrera, Justin Verlander, guys like that come through the organization as well. Um I think Overall, uh, a pretty respectable franchise uh, that has been around for the sure. long haul. Um, I will say it's surprising for having been a franchise over a hundred years and only having sixteen playoff appearances. Um, but they do have four World Series titles, which is is very respectable um, in the MLB, especially right. when you kind of consider you have the Yankees and Cardinals and then it's kind of everyone else. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, definitely, I think, a very respectable franchise. Again, when you kind of look recently, they haven't had a whole lot of success in this decade, but um, historically, um, you know, a pretty respectable franchise. Um, But, yeah, and then for the Nationals, just statistically speaking, because um, I have it in front of me. They have one World Series title uh, to their name, eight playoff appearances in total. Um, it's in at 47% in the regular season, uh, just under 40% in the playoffs. And then they also have a couple of awards four MVPs, a couple Cy Young, stuff like that. Um, and they have.
2: Is that including Montreal?
0: That is. No. So that is including just. The recent move back changed. and then when they were yeah. the Senators from like Hard. 1900 and 1960. Um, yeah, right. And then I'm trying to think. I honestly can only think of like recent big names that have come through that team. Obviously Bryce Harper is the first one that comes to mind but then you have guys like Ryan Zimmerman um, as well who was kind of a mainstay on that on that team. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll let you kind of I'll let you guys kind of talk more about about the Nationals slash Senators there.
2: Yeah, so I mean, it's it's kind of tough to compare the the Nationals as they are now to the Tigers. Just I mean, because like
3: as long as the Nationals
2: as we know them now have been around, and the Tigers like in that same period of time, it, I've. I feel like the Nationals have definitely been a better team, but like in you know in the entire history of their team, like it, it's a very storied franchise. And sure. Like you said, for for um, World Series titles, they haven't won in a while, though. I don't think.
1: Right.
0: Um, I know they've played in a couple of World Series. Let me.
1: They've been there, no, it, yeah. It's, one, it's, one it's been a long time. I think like 1940. Hmm. Yeah. They played in the 2008 one? Oh, man. I can't
0: remember. Yeah, they play, uh, They lost to the Cardinals. That's what it was.
1: Cardinals 2008.
3: That's right. Um, but, yeah, you know,
2: like, just – I'll just start by talking about, like, the same time period that the Nationals have existed. And, I mean, just right now, the Tigers are absolute trash. Right. They are, like, 39 and 90 or something.
3: Like they are at
2: the bottom of the AL Central, um, and they were that way last year, and I think the year before that. Like they just the They've recent been
1: that way for a few years. The re yeah,
2: like the recent past couple of years, the Titans just cannot figure it out. Um, whereas you know the Nationals have been perennial like presence in the. In the playoffs, obviously, they've had their struggles, Great. too, but, like, they've been there and have a really good, promising team and right now are super hot. Like, I know they're still trailing the uh, the Braves just because the Braves started the, the year so well and the Nationals didn't, but, like, I'm pretty sure since, like, May, the Nationals have been the best team in baseball. Mm. Um, yeah. And they are just, they're different this year, man. I mean, they are, they're averaging like nine runs a game or something right now, which is ridiculous. Wow. Like, like in the Bryce Harper years, they never did that. Like they had always struggled with like putting runs on the board. Like we made it into the playoffs on the backs of our starting pitch pitchers and like, you know, would get enough to let them win, but like for some reason this year, I don't know if it's the exit of Bryce Harper or what, but like
1: they're just like hitting so well. Right. Mm. Bryce Harper's bad for the culture, man. Yeah. yeah. Get rid of him and all of a sudden awesome.
2: Honestly, I think like it has made a huge difference because there's just such there's such a cohesion in the in the club now like there's the, the it's like a a real team because the guys who have stepped in to fill Bryce harper's kind of role are just much more i mean like soto and robles are still in their rookie contracts right right so pretty humble about that and then like our standout star from the is just like the chillest guy in the world so it's like he's not um almost to a fault, not getting a lot of media presence or attention. Like, because the All-Star game is is voted by the fans, like, he was, like, an alternate, but he, like, clearly should have been, like, the starting third baseman for Mm -hmm. the All-Star game. But it's just because, like, he's not making a big stink about anything. But I think he's been really good for the team itself. And, like, it's showing because they're playing, like,
3: so well right now Um, yeah
0: so i got interested so i've been doing a little bit of googling and whatnot recently uh while you guys were talking so since 2000 so the nationals moved back to washington in 2005 right uh and so from the 2005 season on the tigers in their division finished 4th, 2nd, 2nd, 5th, 2nd, 3rd, 1st, 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 5th, 2nd, 5th, 3rd, 5th. Um their last World Series title was 84. Um so they won it 4 years in a row, 2011 to 2014, and then the Nationals starting in 2005 were 5th, 5th, 4th, 5th, 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 3rd, and then First, second, first, second, first, first, second. Um, so definitely, I think pretty, uh, in in my eyes I, I, at least, I think pretty even. I think just kind of reverse of each other, really. Um, because, well, I shouldn't say reverse, but um, the Nationals obviously, like, Had their struggles when they first moved back from Montreal. um, We're kind of bottom feeders for the first couple of years there. But then once the new decade kind of hit, you know, in 2010, 2011, um, was, and since then they've only just found success um, and have basically just been first or second in their division. Uh, And then for the Tigers, they've kind of been floating all around. And then they had that run there where they had, um, you know, like I was saying, Verlander and Mickey Cabrera and guys like that on the team where they won four division titles in a row and then have kind of been we floating up and down since then. And then the past like two years have been pretty, pretty bad. Um, but I don't know. I think just when you kind of, when I kind of look at it that way um, I think they look pretty even since the Nationals moved back to, to DC in '05. Um, but then I think definitely when you look at the past five, six, seven years, I think the Nationals definitely take the cake there.
3: Yeah, I mean, you're looking like those
2: first couple years where they were like fifth, fifth, fourth, or whatever. Like that's it's like a brand new team, you know, and they're building literally from scratch. Sure, sure. Literally from scratch because they're working with like the skeleton of the. Expos, but right. like aside from Ryan Zimmerman, they really had nothing right to work with, and um, in in that in that short amount of time, they like built the team into a playoff contender, which you know it has not changed in the past five or six years or whatever it was that you listed there. Like mm. they. St- from the, you know, as an, ex, not an expansion team, but like as a
3: new team immediately, you know, started making moves and building the team and became a contender. And there's
2: no sign of that slowing down, you know, Whereas it's like the, the Tigers kind of, you know, they've been up and down, but they're kind of sputtering out right now. They haven't won a title in a really long time. They haven't been of the world series since those like, oh, six the heart of the mega years um and it's interesting there's a history of of player swapping between the nationals and the Tigers. like we got max scherzer from the tigers oh that's right um and yeah the nationals always seem to kind of come out on top of those trades <laughs> like obviously max scherzer is like The best pitcher in baseball and he's been so good for us for the for his entire time of being here yeah and at the same time we we traded away um jordan zimmerman the pitcher Mm. yeah yeah. who was who had just come off of a year where he had like a no hitter um and like at the time people were just were a little bit questioning the move 'Cause we traded him for like I can't remember who it was, somebody who came on the team immediately and then some um some minor league okay. deals. But as soon as he got to the Tigers, he became irrelevant. He became very like mediocre and he's been hmm. super mediocre ever since. And it's just like I see the same thing kinda happening them trading away Verlander, he goes to Houston and wins a championship right. with them. And like, what did they get out of that deal? Right. Nothing to show for it. Like they, they were the last team in the AL Central that year. Like,
1: yeah,
3: and
2: nothing's improved for them. You know, I, I feel like their current leadership is just not doing a
3: great job.
0: Sure, yeah, Um and I think. I think something definitely to mention, uh, like, um, you know, I think for the Nationals and kind of being able to build this team that they are at now, um, I I think definitely having two number one picks definitely helps. Um, and both of those, you know, definitely playing out pretty well for them. I mean, obviously they have since, you know, parted ways. Uh, with Bryce Harper. Uh, is, is Strasburg still on the team?
2: Strasburg, yes.
0: Okay. So they parted ways with one of them, obviously, since, and which I think most of us can agree was a, a good decision for them. Um, but, you know, having those two first picks and them both pan out uh, and definitely bring them success is a huge help to them. Um, and, you know, obviously, huge kudos to their scouting team and their front office for spotting those guys and, you know, quote-unquote, taking the chance on them because uh, the amount of number one picks you see not only in the MLB but in any sports league to that just don't pan out at all um, is quite astonishing. So they definitely knew what they were doing with those picks, and it, it definitely helped, helped them out in the long run.
2: That's fair, but also right. I, know, I would say also, like – it could have gone in a different direction, especially with Steven Strasburg. Like, he comes in, he's super hot, everybody's super excited about it, and then he immediately needs Tommy John surgery. Sure. You know? And, like, I feel like just the organization and the coaching staff and just the way that they handled that and how they brought him back could have been completely different if he was on a different team. You know, Absolutely. like, I don't know. Yeah. Like let's just say Detroit gets Strasburg instead. He goes through that. Does he come back and still remain like, a, you know, a top starter? Right, right, right. I, I don't yeah. know, but I can. I mean, I can tell you that the Nationals did a great job with helping him rehab and come back and be absolutely the yeah. pitcher that he was. You know, we had hoped that he would be. You know, and not yeah, only did they have the, sorry, ahead,
0: not only did they have the patience you know to kind of wait that out um and have him develop into that that you know great pitcher that he is but also you know to a certain extent you have to do some convincing to the player as well uh to not rush back i mean i know ultimately like the franchise and the team you know and the you know front office and manager make the final call on who plays and who doesn't um but you know a lot of players um with that just like really competitive drive rush back from injury uh because they just want to play i mean i specifically can think of you know like kobe bryant a couple uh, i mean probably in 2012 i think it was when he ruptured his Achilles um you know really tried to rush back and especially at, you know, at advanced age that he was and his career was never really the same after that. Um, I mean, he was obviously getting older as well, but rushed back and he was like, you know, I'm just too competitive. I want to get out there floor and play. But, you know, again, to Strasbourg and the nationals front office to their credit, worked it out amongst themselves and uh, were able to, you know, rehab him the right way, give him you know pitch limits and whatnot, and then really be able to work him back and develop him into um, a, a great pitcher. Um, and uh, to my knowledge, I don't think he was ever publicly upset with it or made any comments against it. I don't know if you guys know about that, but
2: no, I don't think so. No, I don't remember I think he was with the program on that
0: one. Yeah, so that's you know, I think that's definitely a big you know plus for the Nationals there of. It just it just a situation that, like you said, really worked out well. It could have gone a whole lot of other ways, um, but you know, for the Nationals, it really worked out to their to their advantage.
1: Yeah. yeah oh, go ahead, Chad. You have a- yeah, I was gonna say, uh, Mike, this is kind of your specialty on baseball, um, <laughs> but I will say, like, from just a trust barometer kind of standpoint, like, who would what team would you trust, for example, to like rehab a player like that? Like, right now, it would seem like the Nationals. Like, what team would you trust to win or would you bet on to win the World Series in the next five years? And it just seems foolish to not bet on the Nationals. And I don't want to put too much stake on which team is a better sports city based on, like, a future potential win, but the Nats just have been trending upwards for so long now.
0: It's definitely, you have to consider it.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely, you got to consider it because it's just, like, right now the Nationals seem like one of the top 5 most trustworthy stable teams and I, that's really tough to do in professional baseball like consistently mm-hmm. being a very good team.
3: Well, I'm
1: think... just a little bit
2: more about like them coming to DC and mm-hmm. like getting established. It was it was tough to even bring baseball back to DC because the Baltimore Orioles ownership Push back majorly on it. Oh, I'm sure. They didn't didn't want another team taking up uh, TV
3: time.
0: Yeah, it's a huge part of their market in
2: in the area. So they they made it like super hard, and we the they reached a deal where the Nationals have to pay the Orioles Ball Club like a ridiculous amount of money just to share that space.
0: Really? Actually,
2: like they're in court right now trying to. (laughs) Yeah, finally, I was like, get out of this deal, like, it's been kind
0: of wow. in
2: and out of the news, but, like, the the Orioles organization was kind of sapping money out of the Nationals organization from the very beginning.
0: Jeez, I had no idea. So,
2: like, even, like, with that kind of hamstrungness, hmm. they were still able to, like, acquire great players and build a good team, and it just... I'm happy that it's kind of, it should be coming to an end pretty soon. Like that's why we're stuck on the massing <laughs> network for and because of all that. Yeah. But um you know, so we're we're coming out of that too, which I think is gonna just give the team even more freedom. So like again, like the f- the future of the team being like even brighter, but yeah. it's tough not to do the recency bias
1: thing with the Nationals, because their whole team is just recent, just in general.
2: Sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the Nats are a tough one because there's really not a ton of history to go off of. So really, I'm I'm I think it matters a lot when you're comparing the Nationals to other club baseball clubs. Is basically like, what's the future? Because the Nationals could be terribly mismanaged, and you know they have every excuse to say, well, you know the dc fans would have supported the orioles you know how quickly we would have moved to the orioles had the nats been bad for a consistent amount of time so i don't know i feel like you know when you compare the nationals to other baseball teams you have to look at the 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 future because that's such a big part of how the nats have been managing the the team for so long
0: very true very true well cool i feel good about baseball do you have anything do you have something else you want to say?
2: I would just say, I feel like we leaned heavily on
3: the nationals there and didn't
2: talk as much about the Tigers, but like the Tigers are a pretty you know storied franchise, and they do have world series and and things like that um but the nationals if you include the Expos and the senators um also have like a pretty solid history of baseball, you know. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it wasn't all in DC but the franchises together, you know, had their uh postseason times and they just and and very strong fan bases all the way through. But um but yeah, I mean I, I did I didn't wanna just like take over the whole conversation, not let you have any word on Detroit, Justin.
0: It's, yeah, it's tough because, you know, you guys are both DC fans, and I, you know, have very limited knowledge on Detroit, and I've done the research that I can. Um, so I, you know, I'm, my arguments are mostly just going to be based in statistics because I don't have that emotional connection. I don't have that heartfelt, you know, passion for wanting a, uh, this city to to move on and and to really be able to fight for them um so you know i have been pretty much i mean because my hometown got knocked out in the first round so i've just been going (laughs) solely to war for other cities and i've been having to rely pretty heavily on statistics um which i definitely think is a a huge a huge part of this um but who
1: knocks you out
0: boston oh dude it's a real tough first-round matchup.
1: Yeah. <laughs> at, uh... <laughs> because New York is one of the greatest sports cities out there.
0: Right. Like, and
1: like the only better one I can think of
0: is Boston. I know. It was just... Yeah, how does
1: just... wait, wait, it pair paired up right
2: at the beginning? I feel like that's like a... It should be like the one seed versus the 16 seeds or something, you know? like.
0: Yeah, so when I was setting this up, I decided to just totally randomize it instead of seeding it because I just thought that that would make it more interesting Um, as opposed to just the first couple matchups being really easy, you know, lopsided decisions. Um, I want to kind of give myself and the people more of a challenge of having to really, you know, fight through it in, you know, in the first round or whatever. Um, So that's how I ended up with that. (laughs)
3: <laughs> I get you.
2: Yeah,
0: I think if I were to well, do yeah. it again, I'd probably do it a little differently. But you know, it is what it man is man, now. Error, right? Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, man, I feel good about baseball. I think we can move on. You know, I th- we we haven't talked much about like the fan bases and everything yet.
0: Yeah i I always like, like I to hit on those.
2: Love their baseball. I I think they do, or they have in the past. But I you know, I just I know the nationals have super passionate
0: fans. Yeah, I will say baseball fans are insane. I think in general, I think Washington definitely has one of the better fan bases in general. Um I'd say you have like your your top tier, which is kinda like your you know, your Seattle, your uh Boston and New York. Um and then I think like in Portland as well. And then I think like right below that is the tier that Washington is in. Um, yeah. Because I think they have really passionate and um, resilient fans. Um, I think it's just, especially, I just keep, I think a lot of people, when you think of Seattle, you think of them as being just the ultimate sports fan base for all their sports. Um, So it's hard to, you know, kind of put someone in that same level as them. Um, But Washington definitely very high up there in terms of fan bases, um, especially when it comes to baseball. Yeah. I mean, you know, I haven't
3: lived in Seattle and
2: seeing the fan bases there. And being the fan base there, mm. um, they obviously like love soccer more than any other yep. place in America, and um, you know they love their Seahawks too. But, yeah, the Mariners fans, I'm sure, during like the height of Ken Griffey <laughs> Jr., that they were just absurd. But like, you know, when I lived there. It it wasn't um it, it didn't stand out to me as like more dedicated than any other team that I had watched games mm-hmm. with. Um but see so that's the thing too about like Seattle and also Portland and some of these other smaller markets like Charlotte where like they have you know, two teams to to root for. Mm-hmm. Or three teams like they. I've, it it seems when there's one or two sports to choose from, everybody just gets behind that team, no matter what. Like, it's not it's not thinning the pool of fans as much. That makes any sense? Like,
0: yeah, I see your point.
2: Just, just you know, Portland. Portland also a huge soccer town, but that's because they have the Trailblazers and the Timbers, and that's it. You know? Right. It's like. And they're right next to Seattle, which is also another huge soccer town. So they're gonna like be big rivals. But, um, DC being having every single sport you can think of, um, and still
3: showing out for all right. four or five sports. <laughs> um, well, wow. I don't know. speaks speaks. To and me you know,
1: I agree, Mike. And I also say, like, DC is, like, not a bad soccer town either. And I know, like, soccer, oh, no. kind of is, soccer is kind of, like, the, the minimum, um, kind of the minimum sports product right now. It's mm-hmm. Like, not everybody has it. And you can kind of judge how passionate a sports city is by how much they care about their soccer team. Like, Atlanta is a great example. Atlanta is a great sports town, too. And they are so, like, they love, love, love their soccer team. I mean, they sell out Mercedes-Benz Stadium all the time. Yep. Um, which is insane. So, um
3: Um, actually, guys, hold on one second. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can see where Shreddy's going with that. You know, like,
2: the, the DC United fan base is also super strong. And oh, yeah. I mean, we talked about this last time. I guess Shaddy missed that part because he had already
1: checked out. But um... wait, who? Me? Yeah, you
2: bud. <laughs> <Are> you
1: back? <laughs> you with us again? Yeah, sorry, I uh, I had to. Uh, Claire was giving me a call, so I just uh, need to decline.
3: Ooh. <laughs>
2: right, see how Claire. that goes later.
3: Thanks. <laughs>
2: <Next. laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, the United might have the most. MLS championships of any team.
1: It does have the most. Yeah, yeah, it does. It is the uh, and the first few too. I will say so. They're kind of like the Green Bay Packers of the. uh Yeah. Like yeah. That's a like good. Like if we're talking yeah. storied
2: franchises in the MLS, I don't know if you can hear my air quotes there, but <laughs>
1: storied franchises like D C is is one of them. Is yeah. maybe the one. You know. Yeah. yeah, and you know, as far as like MLS franchises that have had a stellar European player come play. DC is one of them. But also a stellar overseas player play as well as Wayne Rooney has played, like that's pretty sweet. Like not a lot of teams have that claim. Right now it's basically like it's on. Yeah. Basically him. Weinsteiger's been okay on Chicago Fire but like really nothing to write home about. Yeah.
0: Well, and, I will know, I, say the main problem with that, though, with that sort of point, is that the MLS chooses where those stars go. Oh yeah. So yeah. they have their handful of markets that they want to keep pumping stars and money into. So right. the you know the stars usually are going to go to um, Big market teams. yeah Washington, New York, yeah. uh, L.A. places like that. So yeah. But I I, I will agree. Um, cool. I mean we can just go ahead and cover D.C. United here real quick since Detroit doesn't have an MLS team. Um, yeah. But, yeah, definitely a, one of the more storied franchises in the MLS. Um, I think when you think of the MLS, you think of D.C. United, I th- you think of the L.A. Galaxy and Seattle Sounders, really, um, I think are probably yeah. the big three, um, at least I- in terms of um, recognition. Um, kind of reputation i
1: would add atlanta fc
0: to that now sure
3: oh yeah
1: atlanta atlanta's just been on fire and uh but like you know right you know there there are so many right now there are so many different mls teams so the market's becoming a little bit saturated with just way too many and it's a numbers game for them you know it's okay Orlando's had like three different teams because they just, they're like, yeah, this is a good idea and they'll throw it in MLS team and no one shows up to these games. Um, the most recent Orlando team's not doing too bad. But DC, like, consistent, consistently an amazing, you know, soccer fan base who have such a great history for as much of a history an MLS team can have.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, and they invested in their team, too. DC loves DC soccer mm-hmm. and they just built them a new stadium and
3: yeah. Um,
2: it's awesome, by the way. I don't know if
3: yeah, you guys have been. Body field
1: is sweet. Yeah. Mm. Some of the best concession stand food. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, and a lot of teams have this, but there's the fan section, which is ginormous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For, for DC an United. The field. And they don't sit the entire time. I Man, mean, they, they are standing not. and cheering the entire time. I I had the pleasure of sitting there once, Sit, well, sorry, standing there once, <laughs> and it was, it's, it's nuts. It's like a whole nother world.
2: It is. Yeah, we, we this is another thing we talked about last time, Shaddington, after you left, was, uh, yeah, I was just going on about, like, how crazy the, like, diehards are for DC. Yeah. I think they call the group the Screaming Eagles or something. Yeah, Screaming um, Eagles, Yeah. And, like, they have, like, smoke bombs that they get to shoot off when they score and stuff. Oh, yeah. They get to bring yeah. in the drum and and uh, like a big ass bass drum
1: that they get bang on all fucking games.
2: Yeah, and,
1: um, it's 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 really insane. Have you been to the RFA R- any games? okay R- You have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> man, I. I, I remember New just... Years. Oh, oh yeah. Oh Freddie, you do. Haven't even mentioned <laughs> that's that by himself is enough to make. DC the greatest sports city of all time. That's a
0: name I haven't heard in probably a decade.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the time. Like, America really cared about soccer. yeah back then. He was, because he was, like, 15. Or he was supposedly 15.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: And,
2: and, like, I was, like, I don't know, 12 when he yeah. came. Yeah, I think we were yeah, in yeah, middle yeah. school. Like, holy shit, like, I could be that. You know, that was, like, the most exciting yeah, ever. Yeah. And he was like so fast and he would just like rip off these like breakaways and then not score because he wasn't super yeah. great. But like no he was no. super
3: exciting.
2: Yeah. I mean he was so young, yeah. It's like can't expect too much from the guy when he's fifteen years old playing with front men, but like it was that was an exciting time in D C yeah, sports. I,
1: mean, I remember a lot a lot of America caring about Soccer, like really, really caring about soccer because we are like, we have Freddy do, You know, yeah. and it's just this, it's like this card. You don't have to know anything about soccer. You, you don't know anything about soccer, but someone's talking about, you know, how Barcelona is doing. Like, no, but we have Freddie do. It's like, true. Like, <laughs> right, he was a phenom. We got Freddy.
2: <laughs> yeah. Said, I mean, he's just one of those people. Like, yeah, it's like, you know, everybody knows who Simone Biles is, but like, do we care about gymnastics more than. Outside, you know, outside of the Olympics? No, but, like, no. Sports Center posted some, some she just landed some new oh, yeah. thing that women have never done before,
3: and everybody's freaking out. And I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, Simone.
2: Like, right. Freddie was, like, one of those people where it's just like, you know, maybe you don't care about soccer
3: at all, but, like, when you hear about that, you get excited. Oh, yeah.
0: Very true. Um, why don't we move now? To, I think probably what I consider the most passionate fan base of DC, which would be the Capitals. Um, yeah. Ooh, yes. What if I said the Wizards?
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> they just really care about their Wizards. There, they, they love sure John do. Wall and his contract. Oh they love, yeah. We'll love get to country. that. We'll we'll. Get to that, but yeah. So, no, so, so I, I honestly, as
1: we started this conversation. I just, I've been waiting to get to basketball. I'm really excited for this. Yeah, yeah. We I figured really maybe we'd there.
0: save it for last. You know, the big, yes. big ending.
1: Yes. <laughs> because that, that actually, there's a lot there. Oh so yeah. I'm, the, I'm absolutely counting the bullet years. Absolutely.
0: There's, there's a, there's a lot to unpack there, but
1: oh, yeah. Of course, they didn't change it. Right. Like, that would be if they finally decided to change Redskins' name. Like, it's still the same team. They should, they should change the Redskins' name to the Bullet.
0: <laughs> that, you know, why not, you know? You know? <laughs> just go that for it.
1: it would definitely work out totally fine. <laughs> Tell so not a great idea.
0: The fan base would jerseys. totally be on board.
1: We have little jerseys we can just throw together. It's a great cost-saving measure.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, hockey. Um
2: this i mean this is probably the toughest
3: or the most equal matchup that these cities have you think i think well, i think it's kind of lopsided is, yeah uh,
0: i mean yeah, detroit has well, 11 I, stanley cups
2: yeah, well yes
0: they're the winningest I mean, american hockey team
2: if we're talking you know stanley cup <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that so
0: whoever lord mean, stanley dude, even is
2: the numbers, Mr. Numbers guy over here.
0: i told you man i have no emotional connection to any of these teams
3: yeah and uh i appreciate that
0: <laughs> might be working to your advantage but um but,
2: but, but, well it, it was up until
3: now
0: right 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 yeah. um do you so, guys yeah. know
3: the mascot for the
1: Detroit Red Wings?
3: I don't. What's the mascot? A tire with a wing on it.
1: That's the logo. What's the mascot?
3: Oh. I have no oh. idea. It's Al the Ox.
1: So I think we should just go ahead and count this one for the Capitals because
0: of that. Dude, some of these like, like some like not even just in hockey, but like in basketball as well. Like some of the names and just some of the mascots that they have, I don't understand the connection that their marketing team made. Where they're like, all right, (laughs) where the Red Wings were probably the most storied American NHL franchise. We've been around basically since the beginning. What do we we need we need a mascot? We need to connect to the kids. What do you think is gonna really drive that fan base? And who is the moron who said an
1: octopus? (laughs) (laughs) Let's revisit the throwaway pile because we can't fix between wings or a tire. So let's go back to the throw Oh, octopus. Yeah, we all kinda like that.
0: That's right. We were all on board with that one. Jeez.
2: Yeah, you know, I mean the name. It's
1: not even (laughs) hockey-related. It's not even hockey-related at all. The Capitals,
0: it's Slapshot. The Eagle, Slapshot.
1: At least,
3: like, the Eagle has a
1: name, and it's related to D.C. Right. Ow. Yeah. It's like a Philly fanatic.
0: Oh, that thing is frightening.
1: (laughs) terrifying.
0: I don't like him. So,
1: I think that's a few points to to D.C. because of
2: that.
3: Listen, we'll take what we can get here, but... Yeah, the Red Wings are historically like the most impressive American franchise. I mean, maybe the. I mean, you could you could argue like the Bruins or the Blackhawks, but yeah, that's tough.
2: I mean, we just got our first Stanley Cup.
3: Yeah. Two years ago.
2: And uh you know, in the beginning of the existence of the Capitals I think they were an expansion team in like the seventies. Yeah, seventy four. Um, they were shit for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Really
0: I mean, they <laughs> um, have found they
2: said that they didn't have great players. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like Rod Langway and everything, but um obviously Detroit had plenty of uh great yeah. You know, players as well and, and on top of that, like, won everything. For so long, I mean
3: Yeah. During the 50s, they were like non-stop.
1: But I will say the one Stanley Cup that the Capitals won, I think means more than all the other ones than all Detroits combined because we've been waiting so long.
0: Uh oh. so
1: in terms of in terms of passion. I mean, that's got to count for something. We've waited so, like, and to have our heart broken that many times, like, this one has to mean at least two. At least two of Detroit. So it has to mean more than that.
0: So what you're saying is when the Lions eventually win a Super Bowl, they supersede the Redskins then, right? I think I would would give them, like, you know, for
1: two. But, you know, I'm so confident that they won't win a Super Bowl for so long. I'm absolutely willing to concede that. (laughs) That's fair. That's I'm
0: fair. Going to, I'm going to not
3: that. Um, also, <laughs> you know, while Detroit does have a bunch of Stanley Cups, they, I mean, they've had their first year at droughts too. Like, I'm i I'm, I'm looking it up now, and, you know, they fairly consistent through the 30s, 40s, and then 50s. 50s, they went 50, 52, 54, 55. super <laughs> impressive. But they didn't win another Stanley Cup between
1: 55 and 97. Very huge gap. How many years is that? For 97. Dude, I don't come on this to do math. Either. 42. <laughs> 42 days. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so I guess that's around the same time the Caps have been around.
2: But since the Caps have been around, they've won four. And the Caps have won one. Um, but you know, when, when you're talking about the early ones, like like 36 and 37, there's like seven or eight teams in existence in the league at that time, you know, which it's, it's, it's like talking about the Canadians who have like, they're, they're like the Yankees of hockey. They have like 20 something.
0: They have 24, I think.
2: Yeah, but, like, so many of those were won at the beginning when it was just, like, six teams, which just doesn't have the same...
1: I mean, even if you take away those two and give them to D.C. and multiply that times two, it's still it's still Detroit. So, I don't know. It feels like this is a tough one, Mike.
3: It's a tough one,
2: but I'm just, I want to I you know, because we talk about
1: the NFL and we're, like
2: you know, pre-merger wins, but, like, we don't care about those as much. But, like, in this instance, like, it's still the same Stanley Cup, but, like, the league is drastically different than it was when those were won. So, like, are we counting more recent championships as more meaningful than the earlier ones, like we did with the NFL? Like,
0: Well, I think either way you take it, the Red Wings have the numbers
3: they certainly yeah. do, but I you know for for future arguments' sake like should should we be
2: pointing out things like either Redskins to
3: approve championships and, and stuff like that like are, because
2: that I mean that
3: can definitely matter for some of our defense. yeah but, um,
2: well,
0: I mean I. In my so where
3: do
2: you
0: that, in my statistics, I count any championship that was won in that city. So, you know, for the Redskins, I gave them those extra two, so I have them at five total championships. Um, you know, for the Nationals, I counted the Senators as well when they were in D.C., so that gave them a World Series title. Um, right. Stuff like that. So, I, I, I think it's... Definitely subjective. Um, And, you know, actually last week when we were talking about Minneapolis versus Houston, I had Hunter on and he obviously, as you may or may not know, uh, is a diehard Packers fan. Um, And so we talked a little bit about that kind of, uh, I don't want to call it controversy, but that problem when looking at championships and whatnot and just teams that have been around a long time of, you know, the Packers have the most NFL championships of any team. Um, But a lot of them, you know, pretty much most of them were won back when it was, you know, like you're saying a handful of teams. Um, And so it's tough because, you know, a championship is a championship. Like they won, they were the best team of the league in those specific years that they won. But the sample size is much smaller, and you know, there's, uh, like you said, the leagues have all changed and, um, and morphed into totally different, um, you know, businesses and huge, profitable machines. Um, where the you know it's just an entirely different landscape. So it's, it's tough because the championships are championships, and so they need to count. But at the same time, you know. You have to think of what the league was looking like at that time that it was won. I mean, it's the same even when you look at, like, individual performances um, or players, you know, uh, when you kind of think of Wilt Chamberlain's 100 points in a game um, and how that's one of the most untouchable records in sports history. Um, But when you look at Wilt's just in general in his career and what he was doing back in that day, he was, you know, probably in the 98th percentile of height in the NBA. Um, and he was one of the most athletic players the league had ever seen. And, you know, he was hugely important to the league for transcending it and turning it into, you know, part of what it is now. Um, but then when you look at those records, um, and all those points he was scoring and all the rebounds he was grabbing and stuff, you have to also consider, well, he was significantly taller than most of the players, and he was more athletic, and you know there weren't as many teams, all that kind of stuff. So, I I don't really know where I stand honestly because it's just tough to yeah, it's tough. It's like you know, you take like a,
2: what if you took like Terville or something and put him in there? And like would he be Will
0: Cameron? You know? Exactly, you're right. Yeah, and it's just there's no real way of knowing. So when right. you when you look at franchises, you know, like the Red Wings who have been around since 33 and they have 11 Stanley cups. And like you mentioned, a lot of those were in their early years. And then you have the capitals who, uh, you know, were founded in 74 and they just won their first Stanley cup. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's hard well, to done. really compare. Us, yeah. Um, cause you can look at numbers all you want, which again, like I've said, is really all I can go off with, with, with Detroit. Um, you can look at numbers all you want, but it's hard to then also know what the league was like in each year and you know, what the, you know, how many teams there were and how tough the competition was. Cause that's also, you can even get into that whole argument with college football with strength, of schedule and the rankings and everything. Um, and you know, these teams getting into the playoff and whatnot based off of, you know, a ranking, um, and then looking at the strength of schedule, I don't know, all that stuff, all that being said, um, you know, I don't really have a, a set kind of way of how I look at it, but all that being said, it's, it's, it's tough to kind of look at a franchise like the Red Wings who, either way you look at it, they're a, fran- a storied franchise, um, have a lot of history behind them. They have 11 Stanley Cups, um, but, you know, it's it's hard to kind of, kind of weigh those and how valuable and important and hard those were compared to, you know, a team like the Capitals um, or even, you know, like the Blues who just won or, um, you know, the Sharks who made it a couple of years ago. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, no, I mean, the, the way I kind of
2: look at it is like regardless of, how legitimate you think uh, a championship is, like, it denotes a a history of winning, and Mm. it shows that, like, this team has, you know, been excellent for a long time, and, like, whether or not, like, the competition was strong... I mean, maybe can factor into how seriously you take the record, but sure. as it as it reflects the
3: the franchise
2: itself, I think it it's evident that like okay, like Detroit obviously has a, had a great game for such a long time, and yeah, mm.
1: and it is truly like a hockey city, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I
3: would absolutely. Say de- yeah, Detroit were like
1: you know between basketball and you know and hockey it. it would be between those two, and I think it would lean heavily on, on hockey just because mm. of the success of the, of the Red Wings, you know. And, and I will say too, to count for the for the Caps, they like even though we were bad for a, a good period of time, and the, it's awesome to see how much the fans have stuck behind it, even with all these other options of teams to support with Detroit because it's really a hockey city, and did, you know the Red Wings have kind of been the team there for so long. Mm. Um, it, it it's tough, but it's not that the Capitals are a bad team or that DC doesn't love its Capitals, it's just that Detroit, it, it's the only thing there. I mean, hockey sure. is the it's cold enough to play hockey all year round so I, <laughs> I, I don't, you know it's it's not like the, the Caps are bad at all, it's just that Detroit is, is so much hockey city.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'd say
1: that the fan bases are
2: somewhat comparable, but like yeah. mm-hmm. Detroit, it's, yeah, it's hard to Hard to go up against those guys, they're kind of a
0: Goliath in the NHL, yeah. And I will say also <clears throat> to kind of gas up the capitals here a little bit. Um, they, when I when you look purely at the win loss percentage for each of these franchises, so when you take out lo- uh ties and overtime losses and just look at wins and losses, the Red Wings have an overall win percentage of 54.2 and the capitals are at 53. So when you're just looking purely at wins and losses, you know, they're not too far behind in that regard, uh, which I think is definitely something to their credit. Um, You know, that's, you know, when you're looking at that beginning of their history where they were, you know, not good. um, And then have had this upswing of success, it's been very successful because they've been able to kind of pull this record out from, from underneath Um, and kind of in what looks to be a little bit of a trend, at least when you look at the nationals as well of having, you know, early woes, but then being able to kind of, uh, you know, swing it the other way um, and have recent success. Um, I, I think the capitals are right there along with, the kind of the nationals in, you know having sustained recent success pretty much since the turn of the decade and have a good outlook you know in the next five to ten years
2: yeah i mean it's something that that could be said for dc is that they've not found themselves in like a curse like Chicago, like, with the Cubs or the Red Sox had for so long, like, or, like, currently the Indians or something like that, like, they have had certainly woes, but they've been able to overcome, Mm. you know, is hopeful, but, um... Yeah, you know I I'm glad that you're uh, coming to our aid here just a little bit. Yeah, thanks. Thanks
0: for the help me. I you know, I like I always like to try to have it be as fair as possible. Um, and I feel I do much better at being an impartial mediator as opposed to kind of choosing one side and fighting for them. Um <laughs> but and then also just when you look at both of these franchises, they both tout uh players who are considered to be some of the best of all time, you know, with the Capitals, obviously having Ovechkin and the yeah. Red Wings with um, Gordy. I don't remember how to say his name. I don't know if it's Ho Gordy or how, Howell. how, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, those two names, I think alongside Wayne Gretzky are pretty much considered, you know, the God tier of hockey players. So. Yeah. Yeah. I
3: mean,
2: Detroit like if we're going like hall of fame and stuff obviously they have they have hall of famers and spades. but um but yeah i mean you if you take their top guy and put him up against our top guy all time Ooh. it's uh it's pretty close
0: that's but a yeah. that's a more even matchup
2: yeah
1: yeah i i like that can we do that one in- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i man, mean i'll put i'll put Ovechkin or
2: um Langway up against anybody man
0: yeah, I think the thing that Gordy has over pretty much anyone is just how long he played, too. I mean, oh, yeah. He, he played into his yeah. 50s, I think, didn't he? Yeah,
2: I mean, I don't, I wouldn't count Alex Ovechkin out of that realm.
0: Oh, no, definitely not. We're still in the midst of his prime.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, how many years has he had in the league now? Because he started when he was, like, 18. So he's already been
3: in it for, like, Shit, that's
0: a long time. Yeah. It's been a while. He's in
3: his thirties now, right? I mean
0: Yeah. Whew. So I think I'm him and Crosby sure, uh, came into the league right around the same time, right?
3: Yeah. So it's been a while. But uh Rob Langway played for a super long time
2: too.
0: Mm.
3: I don't think he played into his fifties, but uh <laughs>
0: Not many people can.
3: Yeah, that's yeah, kind of
0: insane.
2: <laughs> but again, you know, those earlier in the in the league, in yeah, the distance of the league, it's like an NFL quarterback who
1: played in
3: the NFL. Oh, that's he was right. Also a yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, so what are the side note uh, question? What are the odds Tom Brady plays into his fifties? <laughs>
0: I I, that I feel like what are the odds? I mean, will, I feel it, like every happens, year that is. passes, his odds get higher or yeah. low, I don't I guess technically lower. <laughs> I think there's a bigger possibility after as every year passes that he's going to because I I think probably 5 years ago when he was, you know, a spry 37, 38 year old. I think a lot of people are like, Oh, once he hits 40, he'll retire. That seems to be like the number for a lot of quarterbacks, you know, Peyton right. j- had just done it. Um, uh, you know, most quarterbacks who have long careers usually end it once they get into their forties, but he's right. now going into what I think 43. Um, yeah. Going into his 18th season, either 18 or 19th. Uh, and he really, honestly, hasn't shown that much signs of slowing down.
1: No. Yeah, he really it's, hasn't. Um, it's honestly incredible because part of it, too, is like to play that long and to have an offensive line to protect you Ugh. for that long. I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible. So it's more, it's more of a kudos to Bill Belichick than Tom Brady, but even though Tom Brady absolutely incredible. Right. For Bill Belichick to put together a team like that every year for so long, it's got to be exhausting. Yeah, I think I would put. I think I'd put a hundred dollars. I'd say a hundred dollars to get to fifties.
2: I see him pushing it to like forty-six, forty-seven, or something. Mm-hmm. Because, because, you know he's no. such a
1: competitor. If you get to forty-seven for him, he's just like, "What? Three more years?" Yeah, no,
3: dude. It's uh, there's just no. I mean, I I I would not give. Belichick, as much
2: credit as you are. I mean, I, it, certainly, he deserves
3: all, a, a ton of credit
2: right. for everything that he's done. But, like, it takes a special kind of person to play <laughs> at that elite level as long as Tom Brady has. For I mean, almost
0: just, 20 years.
2: Just, I mean, just looking at all these young guys retiring before him.
1: Yeah. Like... I mean, Andrew Luck never had. Okay, if Andrew Luck had Bill Belichick, that that team is totally different.
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean, look at
2: Drew Brees though. He's almost as old as Brady is. Like he's still going, and he's
3: he, he's had pretty good protection, but not as
1: consistent
3: as. Yeah, I mean,
1: I'm I'm willing I'm willing to put a hundred dollars. He plays into his. His
0: 50s. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll,
2: I'll put that down right now. Let's, yeah? We're making it official.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Wow. You heard it here does first. He
1: make it to 50. On
0: Sports Talk with Swag. Yeah, $100. Yeah.
2: He
1: makes it to 50. He does.
2: And, and I'm, I'm saying no way. I'm
1: saying yes way. I'm saying he wants to go down as the person who played to to 50.
2: I'm sure he wants to.
0: Oh, yeah.
3: But I just... I don't think it's
0: going to happen. Well, listeners, tweet at us. Who do you think is going to win this bet? Is Tom Brady making it <laughs> into his 50s? Let yes, us know. absolutely. Um, but in the meantime, we'll keep comparing these two cities. Uh, let's do move we, on. Let's move... Thanks
1: for the 100 bucks, Mike. <laughs> yeah. We'll
0: let, us, let us move on to my bread and butter and to the real... Heavyweight champion of Washington, D.C., which is the Washington Bullet Wizards and the Detroit Pistons. Um, I'll go ahead and just run down some numbers here real quick for both teams. Um, The Pistons moved to Detroit in 57. They have three NBA championships to their name, a total of 33 playoff appearances. They have a regular season win percentage of 48% and 57% in the playoffs. Um, They have eight Hall of Famers and a couple of uh, other records, accolades, awards. To their name. The Wizards moved to DC in 73. Uh, As we've mentioned, they were originally called the Bullets then. Uh, They have one NBA championship to their name. They have 22 total playoff appearances, regular season win percentage of 45%, and the same in the playoffs. And they have two NBA Hall of Famers. Now, I don't want to say. That the Wizards are one of the worst NBA franchises, <laughs> but I might say that the Wizards do are one it. of the worst NBA franchises.
2: Dude,
0: how could you say that? I, don't do it. I, you know, it's when you. So listen.
1: Give, give me, give us why. We need to know why. I, Bring
0: I, I consider myself a pretty big NBA fan, and a, and a yeah. decent NBA historian. So. When the Wizards moved to D.C. in 73, um, they had two really great players on their team in Elvin Hayes and Wes Unseld, Um, two names that any casual fan has never heard of. Um, But definitely, you know, should have because Elvin Hayes is in the top 10 for most points scored of all time in the NBA in an NBA career.
2: my bedtime
0: stories were about Elvin Hayes. What are you talking about? Well, you were in DC, and <laughs> that helps. Um, but you know that that those that duo helped lead the Bullets to their one and only uh, NBA title, and they were consistent, um, you know, perennial playoff teams when they first moved there. Uh, but then, once you kind of get out of the seventies. Is really when their problems started hitting them um, and were towards the bottom majority of the time. They had some hot flashes here and there with, um, you know, uh, uh, Jeff Malone and Chris Weber for a little bit there. Uh, They had probably their best team in recent memory back in 06 with Gilbert Arenas and. A. Antoine Jameson, uh, Bruce. Deshaun Stevenson, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Brendan Haywood, guys like that. Um, but then definitely when you look at recently, um, I, I, in my opinion, one of the most, uh, poorly managed franchises in the NBA, um, when you kind of look at a front office and when you look at contracts, um, and that being said i i really like john wall um both as a as a person and as a player um but when you've spent pretty much the entirety of your 100 plus million dollar contract at home rehabbing injuries um most of which have happened off the court as well right. it's just a little hard to swallow um that being said you know they still have a bright spot in in Bradley Beal who i think gives wizards fans any semblance of hope that they could possibly have um but you're I, not wrong in that right I right i love bradley
2: Beal. yeah um, I wrong Gortat.
0: dude gortat is <laughs> a, totally he's, totally a he's a I team totally player
2: that man is yeah he's a team player he puts it's in for them first-
0: and wherever he goes, too, guess um, he was the same way for the Magic and the Suns. But I think he's yeah. had his longest stay here in Washington, and I think he's found the most success here as well. But a, a team when you look at the Wizards, especially kind of when you when you look at this most recent kind of era of you know John Wall and Bradley Beal, um, and I guess if we really wanted to, you could lump Otto Porter in there. But um, a a team that just had the sky is the limit for potential and just never really got close to to imagining to it um and kind of a what could have been situation it, for whatever reason they just couldn't really figure it out um John Wall and Bradley Beal just n- seeming to not really ever be able to get on the same page and get that on court chemistry working in their favor um and a lot of people now thinking that we're Coming to the end of the John Wall era, but he seems to to think and say otherwise. But that's my two cents on the Wizards.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a there's definitely, you know, looking at some of the players it was had over the years, absolutely a storied franchise. But the problem is, you know, during the same time, the the skins were the the bigger team between the two of them. Um, so a lot of people really were not paying attention um but in today that's not really on people's minds because a lot of fans fans today the only way they'll they'll really think or talk about the bullets is if they follow the washington wizards account <laughs> on twitter <laughs> and they're gonna okay. be like happy birthday to elvin hayes <laughs> yeah you know whatever <laughs> um, so i i definitely understand that but as far as like wasted potential, like it's re- it's really tough because they were playing in a conference at the same time as LeBron James and have always kind of had a weakness playing against LeBron. Um as and, anyone and, does. Yeah, oh, as everyone <laughs> does. And you yeah, have like a a a pretty good, if not great, top six team. Um so, yeah, a great Raptors team. So What's well, on their really conference?
0: Not in their division, though. They could barely even get out of their division.
1: Well, no, I mean their their division that like they they and you were playing against Miami Heat in in their division, um, who had LeBron James at the time too. So they had they've had kind of a tough set of opponents for a really long time. Sure. And wasted potential. Like, yeah, like the fact that Bradley Beal and John Wall couldn't get on the same page is really not it's really not uh, strange for two superstars in the NBA to just not get along. I mean, it's really actually harder to think of a situation where two superstars got along on the same team than it is for them not getting, than, than them for not getting along. I mean, I can think of more superstars who haven't got along than that.
2: I think of like Clay and Jeff. That,
1: I think there's I, mean, a, honestly, I
0: think it. there's a decent amount in today's NBA. Um, yeah, I mean, it also depends on your definition of a of a star, but um, I'd say it's a fifty fifty chance of it working.
1: Right. I mean, I'm just I'm thinking like, yeah, it, it, that that's a good point. It really is closer to, to fifty fifty, I guess. But you know, I'm thinking just because it's been on the news today, it's probably resolved by
0: now. Oh, Kobe like, and Shaq.
1: Kobe and
0: Shaq.
1: You know. Wow. <laughs> it's a bit like talking about. Also, talking about one of the greatest fin zones of all time, are we really to believe Kobe Bryant was a good leader? And he's like making himself out today to be like this awesome like leadership guru. He was never you never looked at Kobe Bryant as like, Wow, what a great leader. Never. He was always no, like, dude. Wow, what a great basketball player. That there was is,
2: that team was the Los Angeles Kobe Bryant.
1: Yes. Absolutely and, and now today it's like He's offering advice to younger players like, oh, you know, you can do this or you can do that. Or like, he's taking people under his wing. Like, Kobe Bryant was never a leader. That, that's completely off topic. But, um,
0: I don't know if I agree with you there, but we'll leave that for a different discussion.
1: Ooh. I'd, love to, I'd love to get into that. Uh, <laughs> you know, Detroit the, the definitely does have a, a very strong history of, of being a great NBA team, but wasted potential for. Um, the Wizards, I think, really is just a, you know, unfortunate injuries, two stars who couldn't get together, and who sure. couldn't really truly get on the same page. But really, it's, it's been injuries and the fact that they've played against some really, really incredible teams. You know, Miami Heat, the best Miami Heat team that's ever existed. Yep. The best Cleveland Cavaliers team that's ever existed. I mean, mainly because of LeBron James. Um, not the best Celtics team that's ever, that's ever existed, but a very, very, very good Celtics team. Mm. Um,
2: yeah, I mean, they uh, wanted in eight, and that was when we were kind of oh, I mean.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, like, the Wizards have had just kind of a rough go of of people to be playing against um, uh, when when uh, when we were in our prime, you know. So it's I, I don't ca- I don't fault it a hundred percent against the Wizards for that. They just had a really rough go. But the, when the Pistons were good, the Pistons were the best, one of the best in their division, one of the best in their conference, and they really like their competition wasn't a, wasn't as strong. Um, so I, you know, it, it's, uh, it's it's tough, it's tough. Uh, I know.
0: Do you know who the Pistons had to play against in the yeah, playoffs? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was a strong. It was definitely stronger, even. But like. Matching, matching, the, the matching who the Wizards were, were playing against, like their level of, of skill uh, today, Like you, know, you can make the argument, you can definitely make the argument that the, the Wizards had just a rough, t- like a, a, a rough, unfortunate set of injuries and um, playing against LeBron James in his prime, but uh, Detroit, you know, obviously played against the greatest of all time.
0: Right. Um. Yeah. Who, by the way, in his career in Washington?
1: Yeah. So, did that make the Wizards?
0: Made the All Star team too.
1: Does that make the Wizards
2: the best team?
0: Yeah. In, in the NBA, yeah, I you think.
2: End this right now. How many Wizards players were in baseball? Oh. Ooh. Two. Two. That's. Boog played for the Bullets.
0: He did. Neither of which played at the time of the movie, but that doesn't matter.
3: Nope. nope. Yeah. Yeah. Greatest basketball w- player of that's all not time the playing for a few years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oldest person think, yeah. to score fifty points Detroit. on the Wizards.
1: Yeah. You know, Justin, it's it's tough because the you know, Detroit like really does have that history of, of being just such a fantastic basketball city and team.
0: Right. Um <laughs>
1: They had some errors. They, you know, you've had some, they've had some errors, but they've also like, have they won more championships than they've lost? I want to say that they lost in one NBA final. No, won. they're three and what two. What are they like? They're three and two? Yeah.
3: They lost in 05, and then they lost in, um,
0: when was it? Um. 80s i think it was in the 80s um can i google this am,
1: am i allowed please? To era? yeah please okay. do
0: uh in the meantime i'm going to kind of talk about the pistons a little bit um so yeah i think definitely a team of uh, a franchise that has had their eras but i think those eras in themselves were very consistent but then they've consistently kind of had eras i think it's kind of just since probably 2008, they haven't really had any consistent era. Um, but when you kind of look before that, going backwards, you kind of had the era of Rip Hamilton, Tayshaun Prince, Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace, Chauncey Billups. Right. Um, and then before that, John you Wallace. had the bad Jeez. boys, which is Dennis Rodman, Isaiah Thomas, Joe Dumars, Bill Lambeer, um, Adrian Dantley, Mark Aguire. And then before that, you kind of had the 70s where you had um, Dave Bing kind of dominating a little bit and they had Dave Debussy there as well. And then before that, you had um, Bob Lanier um, and... Oh, shoot. Uh, I can't remember his name, but they had another uh, great player on that team. I can never remember his name. But they've had pretty consistent... Um, Eras. And then again, I think the number that sticks out to most to me for them is the 57 percent winning percentage in the playoffs. Um, yeah, you know, showing that they, they get it done when they make it into the playoffs. Um, so
1: All right, I'm on I, OK. so Right now I'm seeing that they're three and four.
3: Three and four.
1: Because they lost in 54 53 54 in 53 uh sorry 54 55 and 55 56 they lost back to back in the finals okay those two years i is, is that yeah, i don't think you mentioned either of those
0: i didn't because you know what it is i was going off of the number of conference titles they have and back in the 50s they didn't have conference titles so that's why
2: not gotcha. even in detroit again
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well and cuz that also then goes back to the argument of you know back in the 50s Right. You had what, eight NBA teams? And that was back I mean, yeah, when yeah. uh the Lakers were just dominating when yeah. they had George Mikan yeah. and Elgin Baylor.
1: Yeah, I mean the the Bullets still lost more than they won Sure. As well. I mean it's not that that's not a unique argument where we're saying that well, if you measure that <laughs> the Wizards are one for one. No, that's not it. Um but it's, it's tough because I, I don't want to say, I'm just stuck on the wasted, but I don't want to say that they're 100% wasted their potential. Oh, no, definitely Jean not. Wall might have something left in the tank, and that could just be the Washington, the insane Washington fan hope that all of us seem to have, just, like, delusional, our team, <laughs> there's still some hope here. <laughs> there, there's still, okay, quote, there's still some hope here, could be, like, the entire Washington auto.
0: Even outside exactly. of sports, really.
1: Yes. Yeah. That's a, no, that's good. That's <laughs> really good.
0: Um, there's still some hope here. So Put it uh, on the sign where it says, Welcome to D.C. There's still some hope here.
1: <laughs> yeah, It's not just even sports. It's just, yeah, just, just everything. Politics. Just everything. God. You know, but right now, I think if any team... Oh, man, you could do it for all of them, actually. But right now, for any team that needs it, or that people believe it, the, the wizards is they're, they're the 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 winner for there's still some hope here. Wizards,
0: baby. Dude, so, I think the Knicks might give you a run for your money with the uh, this could be our oh, season. Sure. sure. That's another one that you hear a lot getting thrown around is this could be <laughs> our year. <laughs>
3: this could be yeah. our year. Well, I will say you guys have
0: some exciting draft picks. Oh yeah, and and some exciting draft letdowns and some exciting busts, (laughs) but um. I I think I saw the the ringer tweet,
1: um, like another banner for the New York Knicks to hang up in their rafters, and it's like 2018. You should have seen, or 2019. You should have seen the rumors. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. Zion, we could
0: have had Zion.
1: (laughs) We almost heard him. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I love
0: that. Um,
1: like the, the 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 banner for DC is, you should have seen the hope.
0: Yeah, that's very true. Um, well, so yeah, so I don't want to. I I definitely just to kind of finish finish off here to kind of bounce off your point with the wasted potential. Um, I like I said, I'm a big John Wall fan. I think he's. A great player. I think when he's been healthy, he's been a top tier point guard. Um, you know, he's right. got some of the best handles in the NBA. Uh, he's a great finisher at the rim. Um, he has his own dance, which is great. Um, sure. I think it's just when I. It's just tough when you look at a player and their contract and if they're playing up to it or not. Um, yeah, I think oh, if sure. you look. Before he signed this huge contract, he was absolutely playing up to it and was totally worth it and was a good investment. I think just it's like you said, it's just been really unlucky injuries and timing with this since he signed this new contract. But he seems yeah. really determined and motivated to prove all those people wrong. Um, he I don't know if it was an interview or just like a video he posted to Twitter like two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Where he was talking about that and all the haters that he's gotten, um, but how he's wanted to silence them and prove them wrong, and how he thinks he, you know, was worth the money and that the Wizards made a good investment in him. And you know, I hope it works I mean, out because I was, yeah. you know, on board with that Wizards team because I thought it was really exciting. They had a lot of young guys, Um right. And that was in a time where, you know, again, you had LeBron and the Heat kind of just running through the East, but a lot of the competition, you know, when you look at, when you had like the Derrick Rose Bulls, um, the Paul George Pacers, uh, yeah. and then what could have, you know, kind of been with the John Wall, Bradley Beal Wizards, exciting competition um, for him. But, you know, like you said, just a bunch of really just super unfortunate unlucky. And- yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Very unlucky. And I, I mean, I really remember the, uh,
3: the like, uh,
1: when they were just like, it seems like the, there was no, there's no limits to how good because the, there was the the, the combo of uh, uh, John Wall, Bradley Beal, Otto Porter, Alfred Morris, and Martin Bourcot, That five were the best in the, in the NBA at the time. Like for some reason, when those five people were playing together, there was just no team could beat them. No team could figure out how to beat
0: them. Yeah, they had one of the uh, highest point differentials. Um, yeah. I think that was back in, like, 15, 14? 15, 15. By the way, I think I you guess. meant Marcus Morris, not Alfred Morris, the running back for the Washington oh. Redskins. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's another. Yeah, thank you, Marcus. Marcus Morris, not Alfred Morris. Um, Alfred Morris is not...
0: Who knows? Maybe he could have been unstoppable on the he court. Could have been, yeah, he could have been hanging out, um,
1: right? And so I, I remember, like we have, you know, we gotta sign John Wall for whatever amount of money we have to. Like we have, I remember so clearly, just that the sky is the limit. Yeah. If if these five can beat up on teams, imagine if we play, replace Martin Cortez with with someone who can shoot the three, or you know, it's just a, a more imposing center. Or someone else who can run the pick and roll well. It just seemed like we were one or two pieces away from a dominant team.
3: Yeah, so absolutely.
1: It just is. A, it's like, you know, John Wall. Just get him back. We'll be fine.
3: Yeah, I agree. And now, and now it's, uh, it's kind of a bummer um, because it, it it it's really
0: just tough at today to expect from so many of those injuries. Mm. Yeah, I mean, now is definitely the time to be rebuilding in the East because yeah, you have the 76ers and the Bucks, but it's pretty wide open after that in the East. Yeah. Um, so now that they have that, that brick wall of LeBron out of the way, now is their time right. to try to kind of rebuild and, and get it going. But, um, yeah, let's move on to our, to our last teams here real quick. Um, in the the WNBA, one of the few matchups where both cities have a WNBA team. Um, So Detroit had the shock. They played in Detroit from 98 to 2009. Uh, They had, they won three NBA, uh, three WNBA championships in that time, which is the second most. Uh, They had eight playoff appearances in total, 53% in the regular season, 61 in the playoffs. Um, and then the Washington Mystics have been around since 98, and they're still, still there in Washington. Um, no championships, but they do have 11 playoff appearances, um, 42% in the regular season and 32 in the playoffs. Um, so I definitely give the upper hand to the shock here. Um, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, three titles um, compared to zero, but then also three is the second most. Um, Find the uh, Houston uh, Dynamo and the Los Angeles Sparks, who both have four, uh, and the Minnesota Lynx. Uh, excuse me, um, but I mean, fifty-three percent in the regular season and sixty-one in the playoffs is pretty impressive numbers to sport. I mean, I know they are only around for you know eleven years, um, but pretty impressive numbers to put up in that time. Uh, and the Mystics kind of. S- haven't really seemed to be able to fully figure it out, um, but I think—correct uh, me if I'm wrong—I don't know if you guys know this. I think they have Elena Dela Don on their team now. They do. Yeah, so <clears throat> that's bet. definitely the, a, yep. a bright be spot for them right now because uh, she is, you know, one of the most dominant players we've seen in the WNBA. Um, yeah. But yeah, and I'll say the same thing here that I said. Uh, kind of to detract from Houston um, where, you know, the shocker clearly the better team when you just like look at the numbers and everything. But the fact of the matter is they are no longer in Detroit for whatever reason and the Mystics are still in Washington. Um, sure. So whether it be poor attendance, um, not enough revenue or bad business or ownership, Whatever it is, that is still a, you know, it detracts from, you know, Detroit when you kind of look at them as a sports city uh, because they lost a team that was pretty dominant and the Mystics who haven't had a great team are still there. Um, so I think that just kind of needs to be said. Yeah, that yeah. would have been
3: my argument
2: for us. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Mystics, let's not follow the Mystics. Um,
1: yeah, I'm sorry. I, was gonna say, we're gonna... I barely
2: follow the wizards, but um, but yeah, just sh- speaking generally as like a sports city, the fact that we, like like you said, we supported that team, even though they haven't done great, and we, they they're still here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's DC is just uh, a city that loves its sports, loves soccer, loves baseball, loves football, hockey, all of it. I mean we're getting an
1: XFL team next year. Oh, that's right. And Detroit is not getting an XFL team. Nope. So that's gotta count for something.
0: Vince McMahon has something against Detroit.
1: <laughs> I mean <laughs> you would think you would think Detroit would be
2: a fairly good option. You could XFL. pick anybody.
0: There are some I I can't remember all of them, but I feel like there were some choices that surprised me. In terms of like the list of cities that got a team, I can't remember off the.
3: Dallas, Houston, LA, Seattle, DC, New York,
2: St. Louis, and Tampa Bay.
0: That was it, Tampa Bay.
1: Tampa Bay, yeah.
2: And
0: I'm pretty sure, uh, I'm pretty sure the only reason that, well, I shouldn't say the only reason, but I'm pretty sure a big reason why Tampa got a team is because the WWE's developmental brand is all operated outside of Florida. And so I wouldn't be surprised if there's going to be some sort of cross-promotion marketing partnership thing between that team and right. the developmental brand. But yeah, I just remember looking at the list. I was like, Tampa? <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't know, I kudos, mean,
1: kudos to XFL. Like, These are some, some good logos. Looking at the logos...
0: The logos were sweet. It was funny too because.
1: Go ahead.
2: Dude, Jim Zorn is going to be Seattle's coach. (laughs) Whoa! Blast from the past.
0: I will say, when the when all the names and logos and all that stuff dropped the other day, the XFL took a lot of heat, like for the team names. But I was like, listen, when the NFL first came around, like. The, like, Twitter would have had a field day with, yeah. like, oh, like, yeah, let's call our team the Lions. We're from Detroit, yeah. and we're going to be the Lions. Like, <laughs> yeah. no, right. like none of these How team long, names. Like, the Cleveland Browns? <laughs> come on.
2: Yeah, that's Ravens? just named after the guy who owned them. I know. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. The Packers, dude, come
0: on. So, I give the, the XFL credit. I think yeah. they were creative. It may seem cheesy now, but... You'll get used to it, and I think they were creative and more original than, you know, the Giants.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, if you could pick right now for your NFL team to be either the Giants or the Guardians, I
3: don't know.
0: Guardians is fresh.
1: Not bad. Like, that's a good name. D.C. Defenders is not bad either. I don't
0: don't hate that. You can't go against a good alliteration, you know?
2: Everybody was.
1: Also between Seahawks and a dragon,
3: come on! Oof. <laughs> come, on. Oof.
1: Come, on, come, on come on! come on, son!
2: Come on, Come on, Let's go, go, dragons! There, which is already like
3: two CFL times, so. Mm. Oh, is it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, all that being said, um, when you kind of look, I have just some a couple of totals for statistics, um. D.C. in total has 11 championships, Um, Detroit with 25, D.C. with a regular winning percentage combined of 45%, D.C. at 49, and then D.C. with 27 combined total Hall of Famers compared to 99 for Detroit. Um, But again, those are just statistics (laughs) and numbers. What What do those matter? But um, I will. We're we're in our final thoughts here, so I'll let you guys kind of give your final thoughts and your your final arguments for DC, and then I will give mine for Detroit, and then we'll we'll wrap things up here.
2: Uh, you know, if you go straight by the, the numbers, the number of championships, the number of Hall of Famers, or something—I don't know, Hall of Famers, probably. Did did you say the old Famers?
0: I did. Ninety
2: nine to twenty seven. Sweet, Nancy <laughs> Milasi. Okay. Um,
0: sixty of those, I think. Uh, sixty three like for the Red Wings Red alone.
2: Wings yeah. Yeah. yeah, like that's. I don't. I don't like just lumping all the sports together like that. Just from, yeah, certain things like that. But right. um, but yeah, I mean, if you're looking at just championships or something. You 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 could possibly argue for Detroit, but I think if we're talking about the best sports city, that's what we're that's so that's what we're arguing here. And DC just fucking loves sports. Hmm. We have a we have all the major sports and all, like all of the I mean we have not We're getting an XFL team, but we also have an Arena Football League team. That's right. We have. We you know we have W W A, we have um the what's the women's soccer league
3: um,
0: N W S L
2: yeah and like half of the um national team that just won the World Cup are Washington players
3: really I um, didn't know that
2: um you know we we have a fucking ultimate frisbee team like and there's just like <laughs> any sport you can think of. DC has a team, and they have a fan base. Like we just are a, a fucking sports city. Like I don't, I don't know how much more to say that. <laughs> I mean, right. we talked last last time about the quality of our fans and how they're like just super supportive of their teams, and they don't like fucking trash the city and that kind of stuff. But like. Man, DC's just they just love their sports. That's why mm. I feel I feel like that's just the base of this entire discussion that we're having. It's like who loves their sports the most as a city and hard pressed to be D C. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I
1: would totally agree with, with all that, Mike. I mean that was it's so right to see how how dedicated sports fans are in the best possible way across a spectrum of so many different sports. It's it's really so unique because a lot of like Detroit, for example, like you can be really super proud of you know your basketball team, or really super proud of your uh, uh, hockey team. And honestly, there's not a ton of overlap between those two. Um, or sorry, there's not a ton of like support outside of those two. It's it's awesome to see how dedicated Washington sports fans are in, like, the best and nicest possible way when there's a ton of other stuff happening in D.C. even. Like, Detroit should be a much better sports city the lack of things going on in Detroit. <laughs> you know, like, truly. But they're not.
3: Mm. So,
0: <clears throat> listen, I, uh, I think Detroit has a lot of history in their sports franchises. Um, there's a lot of winning there. A lot of memorable eras and players who've, have come through Detroit. Um, and I think when looking at, you know, the, the number of teams um, and kind of, you know, the, the, the sports that succeed or don't, or the, the fact that sports itself succeeds or doesn't. Um, I think some of that relies on things outside of and bigger than sports. Um, and so I think you see, you know, big marketable cities and markets really uh like dc new york los angeles chicago um houston even succeeding in those areas because they're very populated um you know profitable marketable areas where you bring a team or a franchise there or even you could say like a business as well and it's, it's most likely going to succeed. Um, and so I think, you know, I'm not trying to take anything away from any of the DC teams or their fans. I think you guys have, uh, you know, a great point, And I can't argue against the pure fandom of, uh, of DC. That's kind of inarguable. Um, but I think when you look at, you know, a city like Detroit against a city like Washington, D.C., um, I think there are some external factors that play a role in, in teams, you know, being moved there. You know, like kind of how we're saying, you know, with like XFL um, of not, you know, having a team in Detroit but putting a team in D.C., um, and, you know, arena football and stuff like that. I think part of that is definitely on just like the, uh, geography and the, uh, you know, socioeconomic, uh, factors that go into it for each city. And, you know, I don't want to make this podcast all political and stuff now, but, um, I do think that those definitely play a little bit of a role in it, um. So all that being said, uh, I think, you know, that needs to be taken into consideration uh, for for the city of Detroit. Um, But that being said, those are my final thoughts. So now we come down to it. Michael, who is your vote for the better sports city, Washington, D.C. or Detroit?
3: <sighs> Choose can't wisely, put... Mike. Dude, you can't put... I can't put a can't put in the dude. I, um, Oof. Ooh, that's tough. Dude. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm, I'm. <sighs> Are you serious, Mike? DC. I'll say
2: DC. He did it. it Is 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 close as hell.
0: Yeah.
1: To be completely honest.
0: Yeah. Shaddy, your final vote.
1: I mean DC. Why? Why did it take so (laughs) long? Dude,
2: I mean, just based on everything that we have discussed and all the facts in front of me, like arguing fan base versus numbers. Is a tough it's right. tough.
1: Like Detroit But isn't isn't a sports city its heart? And isn't the yeah. fans the heart of the city? So like of course Detroit like, doesn't have bad fans though. No, they don't have bad fans. <laughs> they don't of now, they, have, but they like, have solid fan base. They have great fans. I'm not I'm not taking anything away from Detroit fans. But I'm saying like D C sports fans are truly a special breed. And I I'm gonna be a little I'm I'm gonna show my I'm gonna call out my bias here. I'm going to say, as a D.C. sports fan, I think we are we are uh, are super dedicated to 99% of our teams. Um, 1% being the Washington Wizards seem to have a waning fan base. but um, Seem to. See, Quote-unquote, seem to. Um, but, like, yeah, Detroit's been around a lot longer. Detroit sports teams have been around a lot longer. They've had a much longer time to win some of these championships and a lot of time to figure out the kinks. But in the ones in the... T- uh, teams where we've had a similar amount of time. I mean, it's it's like you're comparing um, I, I want to say the the wizards have been around uh, bullets have been around a good good chunk of time, but like comparing uh, the the lions to the skins, like that by itself shows you just uh, uh, for me, even though the numbers might balance in other areas toward Detroit, like in some of the big sports, it's it's cool to see Washington put up such a strong fight against numbers as well as having such a dedicated fan base. Not taking anything away from Detroit, but I think that combination for me pushes the Redskins over to the... pushing pushes Washington uh, as the winner. So I'm going to vote Washington.
0: Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time ever in this series, we are going to have a tie because I am sticking with Detroit, and my vote is going to Detroit. So, that being said, this social media poll is going to decide who moves on to the next round. So, for for you guys, I'd say get out there and recruit all your friends to vote for DC. Uh, But for those, (laughs) that was such a maniacal laugh. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, i'm gonna retweet it to my 247 followers
0: but so that being said those of you who are currently listening right now the polls are live and you can go vote for who you think is the better sports city washington dc or detroit it's on instagram facebook what are we allowed to vote absolutely i vote every time
2: hell yeah dude I'm getting all my filmster followers on. Yeah, go on your alternate yes. accounts.
0: <laughs> go on your burner accounts. Make sure you vote the there algorithm too. algorithm is not showing me your tweet, just then. Well, because we're recording this right now and it's going to come out tomorrow, so by the time that people are listening to this, they will uh, the polls gotcha, will be that there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't a that's live bad. show. I'm not Wait, that high tech. I know I know I'm sorry I know I made you think that it was live but my manager
1: specifically told me
0: well <laughs> you might need to fire your manager yes absolutely that's a miscommunication but so Facebook Get and Instagram life, is sports Talkers swag <laughs> Twitter stw's cast vote on all three social media uh handles whatever I don't know what you call them platforms um Vote on all the polls. This is literally the first time that we've had a tie. So whoever has the most votes combined over all three social media platforms will move on to the final four to face Minneapolis. So make sure you guys go out and vote. Um, Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on iTunes. You can also listen on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, all that good stuff. Uh, You can send an email to the to the show at sportstalkerswag at gmail.com i read all those emails and respond right away um but yeah so that concludes detroit versus dc um guys thank you for coming on the show and for fighting for your hometown much appreciated
1: anytime justin and don't forget that was a tough one yeah that was a good tough one
0: That was a good one. Very tough. Don't
1: forget Alfred Morris, the best Washington Wizards.
0: The best power forward in Washington Wizards history, (laughs) Alfred Morris. Um, Yeah, so make sure you guys go out and vote. uh, Follow all the social media pages, and we will see you in the next episode. Peace.